It's Wednesday, March 4th, and this is Rev Thoughts, snackable conversations between Tim Thompson and myself, Joel Pilger. Our topic today is how, not who. So, Tim, we were having a conversation earlier today, mm-hmm. and we got into this really interesting conversation about who versus how, right? Right. Who versus how. Here's here's how I'd love to set this up so that we can share this thought with uh, those that are chiming in today for Rev Thoughts. Let's say I run a creative studio and my client comes to me and says, you know what, we've got this problem. This is not even a project. This is just a problem. It's not really well defined. And can you help us? And I say, yes, of course. It sounds like you need a strategy. And my client says, yeah, I need me one of those. And I go back to my team and I say, quick, <laughs> go hire a strategist. Right. What? Yeah. Now, now I've, I just, I answered the question, who, like who can get this project done? And my answer was, I need to go find a strategist. So I hire a freelancer and we tackle this project. Now, what, what might, what might be wrong with that approach what's what's the limitation of the approach that i'm i'm taking in solving that problem that way oh dude you're just making me smile that's like such a funny funny way to set this uh this problem did i did i tee you up properly you can (laughs) get it out of the park now (laughs) i don't know hopefully i can but at least you have uh you gave a pretty good understanding of um we'll say like the first place people think when it comes to solving a problem and recognizably so a lot of the stuff that we do in our industry is talent-based. So we think of who, who's available. I need a producer who's available. I need an artist who's available. Um, so if we think of, well, I'm delivering strategy, therefore I need a strategist who's available, right? And we ask the question, yeah. who? But in reality, and kind of what your point is, is that when somebody needs strategist, a strategy, a strategist is helpful, but that's just a person filling a role um, what they're looking for specifically is a method. What they want you to do is be able to process what their problem is in a strategic way and then have people do research, create some understanding and give them some insight on where what their situation is and where they're supposed to go from there. And strategy as a method is not solved specifically by an individual or a freelancer. Um, if you're a strategy firm, what you do is methodically process the problems, insights, and solutions to to the issue. So that's it's a great example of solving a problem with a who instead of this one. It's like a how, a, a method being a how how to get it done, how to be strategic. Yeah, it's an interesting thought because I think you're right. the The owners, the creative entrepreneur, I think instinct is often to grab opportunity and then as you and I often say, needs plus resources equals solutions. But sometimes it's just the first thought called, oh, my client needs editorial, so I'll I'll go hire an editor. My client needs strategy, I'll hire a strategist. Uh, This client needs some really cool pictures and art direction, so I'll go hire an art director. But what's interesting is the method I'm applying there is simply, oh, there's there's a need. I just need to find the right person who has that title and plug them into that. And that's as far as my method <laughs> goes. But clearly solving real problems, there's a lot more of a method involved. Am I, am I right? Is that how you're thinking of it? 
Yeah, because, you know, well, so, so again, like in all fairness, you know, they are applying the entrepreneurial formula to, to the issue, right? So yep. needs plus resource equals solution. They, they, the client wanted strategy. I hired a strategist, so need, resource, solution. Um, my discernment in, in my answer is that the client, that you misunderstood the need. Therefore, you're, you're thinking what they want is a document written by a professional. Therefore, the right strategist or the right who will give me the right results. But what they really want is valuable insight and direction. Strategy is just a way, a method of getting to those insights and direction. What they really want is the results of the strategy. So when you understand the bigger picture, then you understand a larger scope. And really, you move up the value ladder at that point, right? So it's not just you as a service company exchanging commodities, people's time and experience in a marketplace. What you did is you're elevating up the value ladder and you're delivering results. And therefore, your compensation is also based on those results instead of your deliverable of a document, you know, in, a, in the right format at the right time in the right deliverable method. And most people are processing that needs and resources in a service-based model. Therefore, they make a very common mistake listening always to what's the service I can provide instead of thinking in a way up the value ladder of what the client is actually asking for. And it might take some um, you know, entrepreneurial maturity to get to that point, but that's definitely a, a situation where people are going for the most basic resource and therefore solving the most basic problem and therefore keeping themselves lower in that value on that value pyramid. Yeah. And by the way, I, this past weekend confab, I walked through that value pyramid and I described it as the process of ephemeralization, <laughs> which is a big heady word, uh, courtesy of Buckminster Fuller. Uh, but that, that process of how do you avoid commoditization over time? But I like how you put it when you said, a method is something that you apply to achieve an outcome. It's not a formula like, oh, they need strategy. I'll hire a strategist. We're done. It's like, no, the client actually needs, doesn't need a strategist. They don't even really need a strategy. They need a result. They need an outcome. And that's where the actual value comes about. If your firm can bring them that outcome, that's the valuable exchange. Yeah, in that, we'll say economy, that stage of the economy and that service-based business, I recognized early on that there was some companies that could take on a freelancer and get one type of result. And then a different company with the same freelancer get a different result. So clearly there, there must be a creative method within each company that when, a, when regardless of the resource, a specific person, they're getting certain types of output based on the method or process that they're looking for, what, what they're known for. So to me, that was the beginning of understanding how important that creative method was. And I think most creative entrepreneurs know their creative method. I just want them to define and understand that method is relevant in, in many different ways. And a, a lot of the solutions that they're looking for to, to improve their client base uh, raise their rates, create a value proposition is often a method problem. How are you going to go about solving the problem? And what are the promised results of your solution is a very different problem to solve than how much time do you need? And can I fill my person? Do I have someone available to fill that position for that amount of time? 
So now you just teed me up <laughs> because getting back to the conversation we were having today, there's a question about not just a creative firm having a method for producing value and serving their clients, but there's also something called a method to running your creative firm. And I think the example we were batting around was this question of, oh, if you want to properly manage, say, the finances of your creative firm, the common answer is, oh, you need a bookkeeper, you need a producer, you need a budget. That's, you get this solution. But the reality is, as we talked, we were talking it through, we started saying, no, there, there not only is a method, but the thing that drives the method is your why. So there's a why and a how, not just simply a who. And I thought that was really interesting as we got into it of that concept of there's a method applies externally, but it also applies internally. Yeah. So for me, like I think through a lot of systems and routines, right? And um, and I use those two words like systems, meaning think of it like a software platform or a way of storing information. Even something like a timesheet is a system. Yeah. Like it's just something like you fill it out and you turn it in so you can get paid, right? A very basic yeah. system. Like a tool. <clears throat> yeah, it's just a tool. A routine is something you do every, is how often you do it. So timesheets every day is different than timesheets every week, different than timesheets every month. Um, you know, obviously get different results asking for people for that information on different, uh, at different variables. Daily might be too often or might be perfect if they have a lot of different um, projects they're managing and they need to get into the details of an hour by hour accounting. Monthly might is, is too long no matter what, because nobody can remember what they did a month ago. So unless <laughs> right. you're only charging a monthly rate and you're saying, yeah, I, you know, pay me, which is basically a retainer, it's it's not often enough. So those two combined system and routine is what you, how your your machine starts to run. What I've learned is if you if you develop the right systems and the right routine for your company, then the who is going to run it there, or let's say like the what. What needs to be run is a different problem to solve because I know what the system and routine is. I just need a body to run that for me. Then if I think I don't really know how to do sales, I'm going to find the right person. So the right who to do sales for me, instead of saying, oh, I'm going to create the right method for sales, developing by you, d developing a system and routine to create some sales accounting. But with the right systems and routines, you could develop up a salesperson. You could take someone with that would just interested in, and show them how to do it by giving them the right system and routine. Well, and I can I can hear perhaps some people listening and maybe their hair is standing up on the back of their neck because if someone was perhaps misunderstanding you, they might think, wait a minute, you just said that my creative firm is a factory and I just plug in widgets on a, you know, into a, into a machine and out the other end comes this amazing creative product. And they would say things like, oh, no, it's all about the talent, right? It's that certain director or it's that certain creative person or it's the way that that producer, uh, that creative thing that they, that they bring. And you and I wouldn't completely disagree with that, would we? Oh, absolutely not. I mean, I think so um, beginning with vision, right? 
the the fact that somebody has a creative vision and they have to get it out of them. The next thing they do is usually go towards some sort of creative uh, exploration of what's inside and how that's going to be pitched and understood and created and developed and delivered for their client. So they often pick up a, a pen, you know, go to the computer, write something up, and that begins their creative method. Once you start delivering projects every week, that even though you have creative vision for each project, there is now a weekly method, you know, system and routine to kind of keep those projects going and people moving. But the inspiration, or as we say, the why you're doing what you're doing is always true to form, true to that vision. Yeah, and I, I think that's actually cool. In a way, the method is perhaps like a broad framework, or maybe it's almost like guardrails. It's it's a it's a path that's going to take you in a particular place. There's many lanes on that highway, but the hot but the overall highway is going in a particular direction called your vision. But the yeah. way that the way that you navigate it specifically is your creative uniqueness. You that's you just said it. Like really the method is what you own. That's your asset because you're it allows you to exercise your creative ability and then pass that on to others who can produce similar results using that same technique. Um, so that opportunity for you to actually develop out a method to pass pass it on or develop teams running their own types of methods um, to tackle different problems, strategy, creative, writing, you know, live action shooting, whatever those different elements or ingredients are to make up a project, you need to have the right communication between those bodies, which are also, again, systems and routines that snap together. So that makeup of your company really is a form of many of those pieces and parts. What our encouragement is in, in this conversation of what instead of who is that it's too often there's a key person. And so the answer is always, you know, Dave, Dave, Dave is the solution. Um, and to not, as a business owner, not to recognize what Dave does or to create more opportunity and not a bottleneck around an individual is diving into more of those methods, those systems and methods and routines that you can put in place as a business owner. So you have some security, you have some opportunity for growth, you have new development, you even have an asset that can be, you know, leveraged into other partnerships. Well, that's where this is i think getting right back to the real heart of the matter because as we are increasingly having conversations with owners as they navigate this longer term question of their career and their firm and someday going through a transition it could be a merger or an acquisition or a sale or something like that or a succession plan this is the recurring theme like it really gets down to the brass tacks of, oh, the value is more found in the method than in the who. And once you realize that, I think there's the potential, as you said, the encouragement is now you've, you've really created something valuable. And potentially this could be the path that many people find the freedom <laughs> that they're ultimately seeking, but they find so elusive. Yeah, I like the idea that you can achieve freedom through this. <clears throat> I also think that people, this is where people hold themselves back. So they'll think like, um, oh, let's just take finance, for example. 
if you're a creative person and you're you're not that attuned to finance, you don't you don't want to do it or can't always wrap your hand around it. You often hire someone to to do that job for you, your bookkeeper, uh, some kind of um, financial advisor, what, whatever that role is in your company. If what you then do is just say, oh, that person's solving the problem, they tell me what to do. Um, really, you you have abdicated that role to a, to an individual, and and then that will stunt your own growth because you don't know what they're what they're really analyzing to give you that advice, and they don't have your vision in employing their advice. So you're you've lost control when you can't translate what that output's going to be. So like financial reporting output's going to be. If you can't understand what's happening through that process before it comes to you as advice, then you've really lost control to scale your own business, um, gain some understanding, and maybe even make better decisions than there's <laughs> currently being made. A, a, oh, a system or a method allows you to have insight into that, reports that you can read, visibility of those decisions, oversight of production, whatever those items are, so that you can begin to you know, delegate to people, but not abdicate the the decision making or the vision of the company to people who, who don't have that in mind. See, now I, you're getting me really fired up because I I love that thought because you and I have both said that many times: delegate, but don't abdicate. And it's also come out in the form of don't go hire a salesperson until you first understand the method of sales yourself. You may not have to be a salesperson yourself, but you do need to understand the method because otherwise you really are abdicating and just giving up that control as you described. But true freedom comes from that you've delegated those responsibilities. And that I, I just had this experience here in the last few weeks uh, where one of my clients, she built her own cash flow report and even though she's not wired to do finances or numbers or any of that stuff, she hates it. Understanding the method was a total light bulb moment. And now as she's bringing in an operations person to run that system, she understands it. She knows how to read it. She knows how to tell that person, here's what I need from this tool. I understand the method. You do the daily work of inputting the information and helping me process, process it. So there's there's something really beautiful and powerful here, I think, for for people to to discover. <laughs> and that and she just watched one of our videos to make that yeah. cash flow, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was really beautiful because, um, yeah, it, she just watched it and said, "Oh, I went step by step through this process as Tim explained how to build it." And of course, by the time she was done, she was like, "This is the greatest thing ever. I hate this stuff, but now that I understand it, I feel like I have control." And now I'm already modifying the report to suit my needs based on some, you know, doing media planning and buying, which is sort of sort of an odd uh, parameter to plug into a cash flow. But yeah, that 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 light bulb moment was that moment when she realized, oh, I don't, I'm not going to go hire an accountant to run my cash flow so I can gain visibility into the future. I'm going to build it myself, understand it, and now delegate it, not just abdicate it. She fell into my Mr. Miyagi method where I <laughs> right. paint the fence and wax the car and you'll learn karate along the way. Um, yeah. But that's a, the exact example of where if you know why you're doing it, 
then the, let's say like the formulas become very easy. Even if you don't know how to write a formula, you know what you're looking for. So you can Google and find out the right formula to fill in those cells. Um, the same is true if I'm running a production team. One of my clients is dealing with a, a, a company growth and they have one individual head of production that basically can't keep up with the growth, but there isn't a, that they haven't opened that person up to find out what, how all their systems work. So they just keep piling more and more work into that, this one system that could only handle about half the workflow. So to dive into, into that situation and to really like nothing's broken, but try to get it to scale so that you can roll out that method. Other producers can take over the bidding process, production oversight, actualizations of a project. Oh, that freedom that now comes because that method has been set free and it employs other, other people. Sometimes those key employees, by the way, they are threatened by that moment because they th they're basically in control and you're handing over the one thing they control, the one thing they dominate to other people. So there's um, some security built into their current job position. And as a business owner, you have to be understanding and realistic that that might be true and you have to overcome it. But the, really the idea is to support all the individuals and roll that stuff out. And that method-based um, production is really what you want to get yourself into. Method-based finance, method-based operations, method-based, even method-based creative and production are, right. are the pieces that we want to work with so that the potential to grow um, is at, at your fingertips. Well, I'm not, I'm not sure where we point people from here because this is very much in progress in terms of how the, we're encouraging owners to, to take advantage of this principle and the sort of guidance or advice that we might be able to offer. So do you have any thoughts in terms of, as we wrap it up, where you would point people other than just stay tuned, <laughs> more to come? Well, we post these podcasts on LinkedIn and, and uh, often inspire some good conversation. So um, follow the link and, and join the conversation, either on our seven ingredients page or um, our LinkedIn posting. That's always a great place. I also think that Ashley does a great job in the work that she's doing inside of RevThink in creating events and workshops where people can learn these methods. I think about the one that you have coming up, Joel, with um, teaching people PipeDrive. And right. PipeDrive is a piece of software. We didn't make it, but we've come to understand the software in a way that business owners could have insight into sales by using this piece of software. So that's a system. And then we teach the method and routine around that piece of software. So as a creative business owner, you don't have to do sales, but you can have oversight into sales running that. So um, our workshops that we have coming up that have uh, that visibility are other great ways. Um, but also they can always email us and, and ask us the question, you know, which, what problems, routines, methods, systems are you dealing with um, that you have problems? We'd love to join that conversation and give some insight into that. Yeah, and I enjoy dropping little gems, hopefully uh, every week or so in the insights emails that go out uh, from me and you and the rest of the team. Well, thanks for the conversation. I think this is a very cool theme. Like I, I can see this is potentially like a, a recurring theme that you and I might be coming back to over and over and over again for years to come. Well, like always, it's um, we learn from we're learning on the street from our clients and we're kind of answering real questions all day. So 
we just appreciate the opportunity to to share what we're learning, um, give those insights to you, our listeners, and be part of this wonderful career together. So as always, thank you. Thanks, Tim. I want to tell you about a place to connect that you might not know about. It's our online community called Rev Community. It's a great place to get to know other creative business owners like yourself, to share some thought leadership and read other encouragement, to be challenged in this new marketplace, new technology, ideas, economic trends. And it's a place to research. Check out many of the resources we have online, our videos, and of course, this podcast. Join us today at revthink.com slash community. If you're a creative studio owner, feel free to join us today at revthink.com slash community. I look forward to seeing you there.